Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Cummerford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. We all want better sales results. So what's the secret? It lies in the brain and knowing how to guide our salespeople out of their critter state, fight, flight, freeze, where they're overwhelmed and stressed and into their smart state where they have fresh insights, are ready to tackle the day, are motivated and are psyched to succeed. So let's, let's talk about three reasons. And really these are the ones I found are the top reasons why we aren't getting the sales results that we want. Number one, you aren't asking the right questions. You know, some of these are gonna be a little harder than others, but I really want you to ask them and ask them often. And I'm thinking quarterly. <laughs> quarterly would be great. If you wanna do them twice a year, then okay, I'll be okay with that. But I want us to really look internally and ask yourself, what percentage of your salespeople are performing at quota? How many stages do you have in the sales process? Seriously, what happens specifically at each stage? Where, where do uh, sales get stuck or stalled? What stage? And here's a big one that I find around stages. Do you have clear stage gates? Meaning you don't graduate, a prospect doesn't graduate from one stage until frankly, they've met very specific criteria that enables them to get through the stage gate and move to the next sales stage. Uh, what's your current sales cycle? How long would you like it to be? By when? What percentage of your pipeline do you close? What percentage would you like to close and by when? So we're getting like the present state and then we're getting the desired state that we wanna create. What percentage of sales do you lose to your competitors? What are the most common reasons? What percentage would you be willing to tolerate and by when? These are all questions that we ask our clients um, in advance prior to prepare for a sales and marketing intensive with us, but ask them internally. You guys have to know this stuff. What are your clients and prospective clients' five greatest pain points? And these, of course, are painful things that you are going to help them solve. What's your current client retention rate? What would you like it to be by when? What are your current margins? What would you like for them to be by when? And these can be gross margins, net margins, contribution margins, however you want to uh, structure them. How many qualified leads are generated each month? Through what channels? How many would you like and when? What marketing channels are you currently using? So uh, social webinars, uh, infographics, blogs, podcasts, direct mail, trade shows, et cetera, which are most effective? 
Here's one that's going to require you to go to the show page. And let me make a note. On the show page, we're going to have um, a meta programs and a safety belonging mattering infographic because I want you to think about what are the profiles of your clients? Are they working with you to experience more safety, uh, belonging connected with you, or mattering? So for instance, people come to us, I've noticed, because we are the safe, proven way to get the business results you want. So they really want mattering, they want achievement, they want to reach their goals. However, they come to us because we're the safe choice to ensure that they get there. Our clients always call us success insurance. So it could be tricky, right? You could say, well, people come to Smart Tribes because they want um, more mattering. And it's like, yeah, but it's safety to get them to mattering. So it's not always uh, one or the other. And then meta program profiles. You'll understand this when you uh, check out the uh, meta program uh, infographic. Okay, good. So that's your first batch. Okay, that's to make sure you're asking the right questions. The second thing you need to do, make sure you have visibility on progress and performance. So just like companies aren't asking the right questions around sales, they're often, frankly, they don't have the, the honest visibility on performance and progress. So clients all, all the time ask us to help them in streamlining their weekly sales meetings. So here are some methods that we found are really effective. Uh, a few different things. Um, weekly salesperson status report, right? Specific date and time. The brain likes to know a specific time. So don't just say, hey, this is due every Friday. Say Friday at five o'clock or Friday end of day or Friday close of business, but something specific. Um, so make sure that they know that that's when weekly status is due so that the flash report that you're gonna create, right, for your uh, for the sales department is gonna be complete. Make it super easy for the salesperson to submit their weekly status. You know, they can even edit a Google Doc, right, something that's super easy. What we wanna know is the number of new client orders and details, dollar amount, which products or services, right? The number of new um, existing client orders and details. So we wanna separate out the new logos from the existing repeat uh, sales, again, dollar amount, product service blend, whatever. And then the number of new prospects and the details about those prospects. What's the anticipated dollar amount? What sales stage are they in? What are the next steps? And then add whatever else you require to track performance and uncover potential problems. Okay, the weekly sales flash report, that's the next one we want. So here's what to cover each week with the sales team during that group huddle. Be sure to recap on any email kind of post-meeting events so everybody remembers what was covered. So summary of sales activity per salesperson. How many orders, um, at what stage of sales process, total number per salesperson per stage, total velocity. Ooh, velocity is really important. And velocity means movement from momentum, right? From one stage to the next each week. This is how we start to say, ah, shoot. Um, our prospects are getting stuck in whatever, stage three or something. So what's that momentum? What's that velocity? Next, winners for the weekly contest. So, you know, whatever um, behavior you're currently incenting, maybe you're incenting new orders. Maybe you're in currently incenting upsells or downsells or cross-sells. Maybe you're currently incenting a product or service mix or you're pushing one product more than others. Fastest uh, to report their sales status in the CRM. Whatever you're currently incenting for your weekly contest. Uh, we want to cover that. 
Weekly CRM update. Ooh, CRM, <laughs> the thing we love to hate. Okay, we all have a CRM because you have to track your sales pipeline if you're going to have some visibility. So make sure that all people know what data needs to be in a CRM after each sales call. Like, for example, sales stage movement for the week, right? Did prospect X get from stage two to stage three? Notes and, and um communication info with the prospect so that we, we can use that to refresh our memory, proposal info, and all sales activity. Um, some clients have their customer service reps actually do the CRM data entry for the salespeople as a reward once a given salesperson has reached a certain sales performance level. So it's a treat. So they take away the um, perceived <laughs> pain of doing the CRM data entry by uh, incenting uh, performance. So some of our clients like to set up a Google Doc or other repository to help celebrate salespeople as well as other team members. On the doc, each employee like fills in their section listing what treats under 200 bucks they'd like to receive. So that's kind of nice. Um, so now we know what treats to give them that are gonna be meaningful. And we wanna make this public so everyone can see. And you'll find that leaders have a much easier time providing those fun and meaningful incentive gifts because now we know what you like. All right, number three, the third reason why your sales are not where you want them to be. Your compensation system isn't working. So here's a simple way to compensate salespeople and that will really incent them to either think about what your priorities are, right? Sell more new business, hand off recurring business to account management, team sell where appropriate and know that they will be compensated. So I'm just gonna lay out a structure and I want you to edit this. I want you to make it your own. You know, this is just what we have found works for some of our clients. We often will tweak it. There's two pieces. First is the base commission and then second are the accelerators. Here we go, base commission. So new sales from new clients at X percent, right? And we wanna look at the levels of salespeople. You know what I'm gonna do? Um, because this is this is a lot of info. We're going to link uh, to our blog on this topic, okay? Because that way you can you might be more visual. Um, so uh, the new sales from new clients uh, at whatever percent, right? Repeat sales from existing clients, okay? That's going to be considered Y percent, and that could be shared between salesperson and account manager, whatever's true. Year one commission maybe at half of Y, and that's the repeat sales, year, uh, excuse me, year two commission at half of Y, which is repeat sales, year three commission at a third of Y, year four commission at a quarter of Y. This is the salesperson gradually exiting out of a uh, recurring sale that is going to go to account management. Gross margin expectation, we're going to consider that Z percent, and we'll cover that in accelerators in a sec. But we've got to look at the levels of salespeople. And we see three levels of salespeople. See how this works for you. An entry-level salesperson has an entry-level quota. And their base is blank, okay? And we're going to have a model salesperson there. So let's just say Joe Blow. Then a mid-level salesperson, they're going to achieve 75% or greater of their quota consistently. So they're going to have a larger quota than the entry-level person and a larger base. We'll put a model salesperson in there and we'll say um, Yvonne. Third, the senior sales level 
that person reaches their quota all the time. They have a quota of blank and a base of blank, right? Let's say Dion is our model salesperson. So we've got three levels of salespeople. We have different quotas and expectations and bases for each of them. Now we also are gonna have three levels of CSRs or account managers, same exact model. Entry level, entry level quota, mid-level, they reach 75% or more of their quota. Senior level, they reach their quota all the time. We wanna keep giving them increased quotas. Accelerators, we have two accelerators on, on increases. You guys, I know you're gonna to need to see the blog. <laughs> uh, this is a lot of data um, in gross sales. So blank percent over quota gets blank percent commission. Um, so we wanna make sure that we have accelerators, okay? On maybe normally you pay, I don't know, let's just say 5% commission. And then once you, for every sale above your quota, maybe you get 10% commission, all right? So we have accelerators on gross sales above quota. Another accelerator could be on contribution margin, right? Blank is you, what you get, let's just say, let's just do the same thing, 5%. Um, and then everything above that, you get more. So team selling, this is where I find we get channel conflict and general grumpiness. Team selling is, we have to be really careful about effort allocation. We have to really clearly lay that out in the CRM and enter it kind of formally. So if it's partner selling, then they share 50% of, of all the selling work. So 50-50 commission split, you guys tell me. That's what our clients like to do, but you have to make sure that both people have very clearly defined roles so it doesn't feel unfair. So one person isn't carrying the lion's share of the work. So that's partner selling. Consultant selling, one person is the advisor, stops by the client if they're in town, answers occasional client questions, encourages future communication, but really the salesperson is handling it. They get far, the advisor gets far less commission than the salesperson, but they're still helpful. So you need to figure out kind of what that's gonna be. So make sure if you're doing team selling, are you partner selling or are you consultant selling? So woo, that was a lot. What we wanna do is we wanna help you guys get to the sales level that you want. So remember, make sure that you're asking the right questions, make sure you have visibility on progress and performance, and make sure your compensation system is working to incent people as you want. Go to the show page, as I mentioned, for a link to a blog on this topic so you can see all the machinations and formulas I just went through, and then also for two infographics on meta programs and safety belonging mattering. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.